You're about to listen to a clip from a recent show hosted by myself, Blythe Brumleave, owner of DigitalDispatch.io and BonjourWithBlythe.com. After this clip, you can get the lowdown on both of these companies and how their marketing tips and online strategy can help you and or your business grow in a competitive digital environment. Until then, I hope you enjoy this little nugget. Okay, now it is time to dive into content planning specifically for 2020 and beyond. Now, this is another tidbit that I got from Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a famous entrepreneur. Uh, he puts out, if you are any kind of social media channel, you have probably seen his content in some way or another. He just is straight killing it on, on so many different platforms. And he recently came out with a deck that says it called his 64 piece content plan. And he's since upped the ante because this original piece, the 64 piece content plan, he says that you should be posting it every, every 64 pieces of content every single day. But he's upped the ante recently where he says that you should be publishing now a hundred pieces of content a day. And for the overwhelming majority of us, like that sounds insane. It sounds unachievable. It, it doesn't sound like something you could realistically do. But when you start to break it down in this deck, and, and I'll share a link to this particular deck. I'll put it in the show notes and I'll put it up on, on both bonjourwithblight.com and digitaldispatch.io. Uh, but I will put the entire deck in there. And he talks about how he starts off with a piece of content on one platform and then repurposes it to other platforms, but changes the verbiage in relative to whatever content or whatever platform he, he's putting that content on. So for example, he sends a tweet out and in the deck it says it took him, what, 19 seconds to create this tweet. He's gonna screenshot the tweet and then post it to Instagram. And he's gonna make it, you know, he's gonna crop it and, and make it look nice, but it is clearly a tweet and that is then repurposed to Instagram. So then he, changes the verbiage a little bit in his caption on Instagram and poof, he's got a brand. That's the second piece of content that you could be publishing. Then he takes that same tweet and he takes that same screenshot and he publishes, I think he adds another picture to it, like a motivational type picture or whatever, and publishes both of those to LinkedIn. And he changes the messaging up just a little bit. And also if he's cursing in any of the the, the platform or the, the content that he's repurposing, then he removes it for LinkedIn because his LinkedIn audience doesn't like cursing. So he that's sort of the, the I guess the central mantra of, of taking your content and moving it into different platforms and using those platforms as your distribution channels. But it all starts with a pillar piece of content. And, and that's what I try to do with this show. That's what I would advise for, for you know anybody who's watching this or digesting this, listening to this, to start with a pillar piece of content such as a YouTube video or a podcast. Because if you take that pillar piece of content, then there's so many different ways that you can repurpose it to a variety of different channels where it looks like you're just dominant. I mean, it doesn't just look like it. I mean, you, you pretty much are if you're trying to follow the model of, you know, publish a hundred pieces of content a day, then you can use the value of that pillar piece of content in order to drive value to all of the other platforms that you are, that you're on. So let's use this show as an example. So I start off with this show with an audio first experience in mind. So I am recording a full show 
with multiple segments in it. Now, in those segments, I'm also recording a video at the same time. So if you watch this on YouTube, while I, you, you'll see me, you know, looking off at my show notes or maybe looking away. I'm not looking into the camera all of the time like I would, you know, a quote unquote normal YouTube video. So I like to keep the show audio first. So I think it's important to keep the podcast audience in mind first and foremost. And then the secondary, and I don't want to treat YouTube as a secondary show, but it, it kind or not a secondary platform, but it kind of is in this example anyways. So I start off with that pillar piece of content with five different, like for this show in, in, in particular, or, or however you're watching this, you might be watching this as an isolated segment, um, which that, that, uh, that point becomes mute then. So from that podcast or from that video, I can then isolate each one of those segments. And then from that segment, I can then get digestible clips to put to social media, to put on blog posts that then drive traffic back to the original show or the original full show or the YouTube video. So let's take uh, YouTube, for example. YouTube, their algorithm of the next video up, that autoplay playlist is so vital and it's so very important and it's SEO driven. YouTube is the second largest search engine on the planet. So if you're coming to YouTube and you're putting in a particular search phrase or you click on a video to watch, they want to keep you on their platform for as long as possible. So what they're going to do is they're going to set up that autoplay feature relevant to or relative to the content that you're currently digesting. So if I'm putting up a content planning for 2020 YouTube video, if I'm isolating that segment out of the original podcast, then I'm publishing that video to YouTube. And then in the description box, I'm going to have, make sure you click on this other video to see the full show. And so that's where you can get YouTube to recommend more of your content, more of, of your channel's content. The, the point is, is to keep your audience engaged on YouTube because YouTube doesn't want your audience to leave. They, you, they want your audience to stay on YouTube for as long as possible, which is why that autoplay and that auto suggest feature is so very vital. So what they call that is they call it the hook. So you publish a segment to YouTube, directing traffic to the full show, and then that way it shows YouTube, okay, well, this is what this person is really enjoying and what they're liking. Let's see if we can serve them up some other content that from this same channel to keep them here longer. And so that's why you see uh, myself, for example, I have three different YouTube channels. I have a personal one that I've built up a personal brand where I will post the whole show and for people who want to enjoy the whole show. And then for the isolated segments, I'll publish them to their respective platforms. For example, in this full show, I'm going to have a segment where I have what I'm watching and what I'm listening to. But that particular segment is filled with logistics content. And so that logistics content, I'm going to isolate that segment from this show or from this video, however you're watching this, I'm going to isolate that segment and I'm going to upload it to my digital dispatch channel. And then that way that logistics audience is more likely to engage with that content and then possibly engage with my other logistics specific content on that specific channel because I'm I'm using 
one central pillar piece of content and then I'm using my distribution model to make the messaging relevant to that particular audience. Like the, you know, my sports audience, probably maybe most of them don't give a shit about logistics. So I'm going to keep that away from my personal channel. And the people who care about marketing probably don't give two shits about logistics or, or you know, my, my personal issues or, or, you know, trials and tribulations that I go to that I talk about on, on my personal channel. They probably don't give a shit. They just want the marketing news or the marketing tips and that's it. And so that's why I choose that isolated model where I can put the content that's relevant and that's YouTube specific. Now from those isolated segments, I'm going to, I'm not just going to do this on YouTube. I'm going to take that video file. I'm not going to no YouTube links. I'm going to take that file and I'm going to go to Facebook. I'm going to go to LinkedIn. I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going to upload that video directly to that platform with messaging that's unique to that particular platform. Let's say, for example, uh, Twitter. I get sassy on Twitter all the time, all the time. If I take that sass and I publish something to Instagram, the response is a little bit different. The response is, oh my God, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And I'm like, no, this is just, this is just my, this is who I am as a person. Like, I'm just a sassy person. And sometimes I fly off the rails and go on a little bit of rant. On Twitter, it's okay. On Instagram, people are like, um do we need to have an intervention? Do, do we need to seek some help for you? Do you, do you need a break away? And it's like, no, no, I don't. This is just how it is away from Instagram where it, it, so that's a perfect example of like how you need to gear your messaging towards a particular platform that you're on. Gary V not cursing on LinkedIn is another example of that because he curses in everything and he'll, he'll curse all day on Instagram, on Twitter, all of these different platforms, but his audience on LinkedIn doesn't like it, doesn't think it's professional. So he bleeps it out for LinkedIn. So any video is exactly the same that he uploads to these other platforms, but he bleeps out the curse words for LinkedIn. And so that is another strategy. A lot of these social media platforms, they have a cap of a minute long video of what you can upload, especially if you want it to appear in the feed. And if you want it to appear in the feed, you have to do a direct upload. And sometimes you have time constraints on the content that you're uploading, but that could be another advantage and another way that you can hit that hundred pieces of content a day goal where you have a 60 minute podcast episode, and then you have a five minute clip, and then you condense that down even further to pull quotes where you have a pull quote that's 10 to 15, maybe even 30 seconds long, and you upload that clip too, as well to social media with a link back to, hey, this is where you watch the full show, or this is where you watch the full segment. And then if they enjoy the segment, then they can go and watch the full show and then hopefully subscribe, hopefully sign up for your email list, uh, follow you on social media, uh, possibly even buy services from you in the future or, or buy your product or, or hire your company or whatever, uh, whatever your end goal is. And so when you break it down like that, that 100 pieces of content a day seems much more achievable, especially if you're using a tool like for, for me, example, I use CoSchedule and CoSchedule allows me to not only write up a blog article. So after I have a show that I record, I upload it to my podcast host, Buzzsprout. I upload the full video to YouTube. Then I have the isolated segments 
that I will then upload, but I'll stagger them afterwards. So I'll stagger, you know, for example, another example, um, Facebook video views was a show that I, or a segment that I just did recently that was, that looked to be pretty popular with the audience that uh, was listening to it, digesting it. So I took that segment, isolated it, made my own blog post specifically for that segment. And then that gives me another avenue, another piece of content that I can then add to co-schedule. I can write up all of my social media messages right within my WordPress website. And so that one podcast has now turned into dozens and dozens of pieces of content for all my other platforms that I'm on, um, and that can be a valuable tip for you guys to, to use as well is to repurpose your content and repurpose it in a way that you're recording it from the get knowing what your distribution strategy is going to be. I've heard some marketers say that you should spend about 20% of time on creating content and 80% of your time on the distribution of that content. You have to think of yourself as, as you know, put yourself in your audience's shoes. So how many times a day do you maybe scroll Twitter? Do you maybe scroll Instagram? And you maybe, sometimes you get lost and like, you know, you, you look up and two hours have gone by and you've lost your, and you, and you don't know how to account for it. You've just spent it on social media. But sometimes, a lot of times, you're just opening up those platforms out of habit and you're, you scroll for 10 seconds and then you X off and you go and do something else. You have to take advantage of all of those people who are doing those things. So don't be afraid to publish the same thing over and over again. Don't be afraid to take one show and turn it into a hundred pieces of content. It's all about the distribution strategy because not everybody lives their life online 24 seven and not everybody has an account on all of these different platforms. So it's about knowing your audience, gearing that messaging towards that audience on that particular platform, and then from there, repurposing that content over and over using a tool like CoSchedule, because then it, it really will help you craft up all of those blog messages, all of those blog post messages that take so long to you know schedule and think about before I had co-schedule and I swear they're not paying me to say this. I just, I, I love using their platform. So I'm, that's why I'm, it's, it's been a huge help for me in order to have, you know, this is one woman shop and I'm not paying for marketing services yet because I am the marketing service, but that, that should be in the near future for me. However, while it's still a one woman show, if you're a fellow freelancer out there, I think that these are really, really important takeaways. And while you might not hit the hundred posts a day quota that Gary V is setting out, you need to at least strive for it because it's a numbers game and you have to be able to be able to keep up with the Joneses, whether you're a business, whether you're a, a solo entrepreneur, you're a growing freelancer, agency owner, whatever. Sometimes, you know, a, a lot of times if you are a business owner, a lot of times your business comes last, especially if it's client driven, because then all of your energy is spent for your clients and not for your own business. So content planning needs to be at the forefront of your business decisions and your business investments for 2020. And then using those tactics like the 64 piece content plan that Gary Vee puts out can, can be the base model of what you want to strive for as far as, you know, putting content out there and, and really trying to, 
to, to win the content game. And and a little bit of a, a, a sidebar note in that I know it, it this is sort of a lot of con a lot of information to take in, but hopefully it's a roadmap to your success in the future where you can say, okay, well, I can make that one pillar piece of content once or twice a month. And then from that pillar piece of content, I can have dozens and dozens, hopefully hundreds of pieces of content that I can then send out on a regular basis, add it to, you know, a tool like CoSchedule, another tool like Buffer, um, all of these different platforms that will help you spread that message and make it so it's more or less like a set it and forget it. You shouldn't set it and forget it because sometimes things happen and those scheduled social media messages look really bad when they are scheduled say if you know if a crisis breaks out you know a terrible event happens or something and or updated news has happened uh, and and you have scheduled messages that that go out on a social media platform and you haven't exactly um, you maybe have worded it in a happy way and something really sad is going on at the same time so that's where you kind of it's not necessarily a set it and forget it um, you still should should uh, pay attention to to what you're posting when you're posting and just make sure you don't have to necessarily you know watch every single tweet that goes out but you want to monitor what the situation looks like for the day but a tool like buffer tool like co-schedule will help you manage all of those social media messages so that that way you can just check it almost like a calendar in the morning where you just open up your phone you see the queue that's lined up and you're good to go so if something does hit the fan uh, then you can go back in there and delete that tweet before it gets sent out and then it, it saves you a lot of time and energy and in that regard. But since that is a lot to sort of keep on, on, on your mind as 2020 comes, there's also what you want to keep in mind is your website in general. And, and I've put up a list for anyone who's interested. You can find my digital marketing checklist and you can download it for free. You can go to digitaldispatch.io. It's under the resources tab. I just added that tab last week as a central place for people to to go to and see some of the you know the the content upgrades that I have tips and resources that you can download it's a three page pdf document but you really only need one page and it's a full checklist of everything that you need to have either on your website or make sure that it's a feature enabled on your website things like um being uh gdpr compliant being ada compliant which is a growing concern um also you know making sure your site is mobile optimized um having an SS sell certificate what kind of analytics are you tracking things like that so I, I put it in a nice like friendly one page breakdown and I'll go in more in depth on all of those topics you know at a, at a later time as content takes uh, much more of a priority in my own marketing strategies but in case you're in the middle of, of thinking about what you want to do for 2020 and as you set those 2020 goals I think it's really important to have at least everything on that checklist you need to have it in, in the forefront of your mind as we go into the new year. Thank you for listening to that best of clip brought to you by digitaldispatch.io. Founded in 2018, Digital Dispatch creates web and marketing solutions for growing companies specifically in the trucking and logistics space. I spent more than a decade in the transportation industry handling the digital media for several companies before venturing off and starting Brumley Brands in 2016. And because I'm a business owner, I put all of my web and marketing knowledge I've gained over the years into this show and more content on the site, bonjourwithlife.com, hoping that you can find some helpful tips and resources for your own digital media strategies. You can check out links to all of these sites, plus my social channels, all within the show notes. But until next time, stay humble and stay hungry.